Hey, it's Mark Shifley here. You're listening to the Jet Centric Podcast. Hey there, Winnipeg Jets fans. Welcome back to the Jet Centric Podcast. My name is AJ, one of your hosts, and this is a Winnipeg Jets Calgary Flames play in series preview. Uh, in the past, we haven't done uh, previews or game recaps and given them episode numbers, so this is a numberless episode. Anyhow, it's about half an hour long. It's Mac, Liz, and Daniel. Uh, they make some predictions, what they're excited about, uh, what they, you know, think, think might happen. I guess that's the same thing as prediction. But uh, anyhow, it's very much a, a, a fan conversation that they have over Skype. So uh, I think you'll enjoy and agree with some of the things that they have to say and maybe think about some of the other things. Um, I will say that it is a little bit rough for editing. Ryan um, is the one who usually does that stuff for us, but he's uh, out of town with a family matter. So he wasn't able to do it. So it fell on my shoulders. And uh, I'm terrible at that stuff and currently heading out of town to uh, watch the Jets from the middle of nowhere using a generator and a satellite dish. So uh, with my limited skill and limited time, I wasn't able to do a little bit better just to clean it up. So it's a little bit rough that way, but uh, yeah, appreciate them uh, taking the time to do that. Also Sunday night or maybe Monday sometime, yeah, we'll see, uh, Kishore. Uh, who's guest hosted before with us and been on the podcast and Mac and myself will probably do a bit of a review of game one as well as a preview of uh, game two so uh, that's it that's uh, what this episode is so uh, hopefully you enjoy and go Jets go here it is hey guys and welcome back to Jet Centric Podcast it's Chris and I'm here with Daniel and Liz and we're just going to do a quick preseason game tonight against Vancouver which starts uh while we're recording about 20 minutes before puck drop so we're uh settling in here um Daniel hockey's back how do you feel about that and uh how are you feeling about the Jets yeah hockey's back I you know I'm I'm still kind of torn on it personally obviously with the whole pandemic thing and all that uh but, I mean, I guess if they could figure out a way to do it safely for everybody, then I'm okay with it. And hockey in, in August is uh, something that I guess none of us really thought we'd see, especially NHL hockey specifically. So that's something, I guess, different, new to look forward to. But, uh, like I said, as long as they can do it safely and everyone makes it out alive, I guess, would be a, would make it <laughs> super okay with me. <laughs> uh, Liz, are you excited uh, for... For you know, not just the Jets, but the whole thing. We've seen had a couple of days of games now and stuff like that. Oh yeah, for sure. Like obviously, like Daniel said, it's conflicting for sure. But uh, it's exciting to be back. You know, it's been a while. We missed it. Kind of, it got cut off very unexpectedly, and you didn't get that closure of a Stanley Cup champ. So it'll be nice to uh, to get that if all goes according to plan, as I hope it does. So. Yeah, I didn't really get excited until I kind of made a rule that once the American teams got to Canada and after those tests that's when I was going to be like okay this might happen Um, and then there were no positive tests and uh, I think we can say that it's going to happen I don't know I I guess we can't say it's going to finish Um, there's no way to guarantee that but it's definitely going to happen we're going to get some hockey in Um, how do you guys feel about the rinks I don't know how much you guys have had a chance to to watch uh how do you like the setup, the feel, the piped-in noise, that sort of stuff? Liz, what do you think of that? 
I watched um, the Calgary Edmonton game last night a little bit, and uh, with the seats covered, the seats being empty, I feel like would look a lot worse than they do now. It doesn't feel as empty, and the noise and stuff, not a huge, um, like it's obviously different, but having the color commentary going on while you're watching on TV, really not that big of a difference. But I can't imagine as a player how different it must feel. That's got to be a a big change. Yeah, I think you have to lose a little bit of intensity right when you walk out of the tunnel and you're not greeted by 18,000, 19,000 people. Even in a regular season game, there's that buzz, um, you know, the introductions and all that kind of stuff. Even though you're a professional, you can't help but think you get a little bit from that. Um, so that it must be a little crazy. Probably, though, Daniel brings out some of the other stuff. I know we're not getting to hear what we want, which is like the <laughs> live mics and stuff like that. But it probably makes the gameplay um, a lot more communication and, and stuff like that for the players being in that building like that. Yeah, I think having a quiet like like a quiet building, obviously, it's dead in there for them. It does make communicate communication a lot easier, especially like, you know, you have all these uh, calls, play calls that they do on the fly and stuff like that. And line changes might be a little more efficient as a result of that as well, because you could hear players calling to come off come on the coaches you know barking out whatever they got to bark out and stuff like that so maybe overall it won't be too bad and the one thing I was actually surprised about back to the uh the seats being covered I'm surprised they didn't sell some ads to put on there to be quite honest I was kind of expecting that especially on the tv side but I mean it does I do think it looks you know it looks it looks fine and they dealt with with uh the situation as best they could probably um it's kind of reminiscent of like uh, uh, I'm trying to think of which stadium it was in the CFL, the, uh, the Eskimos Commonwealth. They never sold the seats, so they always tarp the back end zone seats and stuff just to make it look not empty. So I think that's kind of the feel I got from from watching a few minutes of a couple of the games the last few days. It's funny that you mentioned the um, the advertising. I didn't think about that, but that is uh, that is pretty great that they. They didn't do that. Um, good for them. <laughs> I yeah, think. I was, I was, like I said, I was shocked. But I mean, it, to me, that's kind of a good thing, right? Yeah, it doesn't distract. I heard somebody say they need a Skoda car in the in the, one of the corners, and I think that that would be a good setup, uh, world champion. <laughs> but uh, how do you uh, how do you feel about the format? I think. In every sport, we've kind of longed for a best of three or a best of five first round. Um, it causes more upsets, potentially. I don't know if that's a fact, but that's what they say. Um, how do you feel about, um, Liz, how do you feel about the format, the play-in, and then the, the separate round robin for the top seeds, that, which I just re-remembered, I guess, today, that, that those top seeds aren't set in stone. So they have to play their round robin for seeding. Um, how do you feel about that setup? I think it's cool. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I obviously, this isn't regular hockey, so it it doesn't, like, bother me that much that it isn't a regular setup. But I think it's really neat because I feel like these teams that walked into the dressing room in July are not the same teams that left in March. So I feel like it leaves more um, to be decided by the moment as opposed to what was decided in March kind of thing. I feel like there's more chance like you said for some sort of upsets and some I think it'll make it a lot more interesting but um you know I don't feel too strong one way or the other about it and Daniel how do you feel 
Yeah, that's one thing too. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like uh, I know the bit like the baseball where they have that one wild card, like the one wild card game to play to get into the actual playoffs. Kind of reminds me slightly of that with the uh, play in rounds that, of course, the Jets will be a part of playing Calgary. Um, I I had always all kind of had that idea, you know, before that, like say, uh, what's that, the seven seven through ten seed maybe play a quick best of three to get into the playoffs as kind of like that wild card and be ranked like the seventh or eighth seed. So I feel like that kind of brings some of that together, a uh, little more competition, you know, and like, uh, like Liz said there, like there was guys that were on season ending injuries in March, but they're like healed now, ready to go. So that kind of changes the looks of the teams. Like none of these or most of these teams aren't the same as they were in March. And all the players are mostly a hundred percent, uh, healthy at least maybe not conditioned but at least healthy and ready to be conditioned and to play yeah that's definitely something I thought about today that you never and I obviously everybody's kind of said it but um, about the healthiness this is the first time you're going to get to see a playoffs with every team at not only full body power as far as man wise but also like healthy so it's it's double right Um, you could have a team that's that's got all their guys but isn't healthy or you could have a healthy team you know what i mean but this time mm-hmm. you kind of get both and um to start this this marathon uh, i think that's really cool um i know i was watching that leafs game last night and they got um i can't remember his name the russian guy that got the skate to his arm mikhaev mikhaev yeah, yeah. he they weren't expecting to have him and they've got, you know, I, you know, I think he's their second line winger or third line winger. Like mm-hmm. that's a big addition for somebody that you weren't expecting to have. I think that could, the everybody's on a level playing field other than uh, Brian Little and Dustin Bufflin, maybe. <laughs> yeah. The Columbus Blue Jackets are a great example of that. They had so many guys that were that's, injured in yeah. March. And I remember making jokes that John Tortorella created this pandemic so that Seth Jones could play in the playoffs. But, like, <laughs> they actually had so many guys who were hurt, and it's like they wouldn't have gone far. But now yeah. it's a totally different game. Yeah, I think they've got uh, mine and AJ's boy Josh Anderson is back or close to it, which, they uh, again, there's another guy that they weren't, weren't they had expecting. had no chance. No chance mm-hmm. before, right? Yeah, so... so. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Uh, and it's going to make, I mean, from what I've seen of the hockey, I've watched a full game basically and a couple of half games. The hockey itself seems really good too. Um, I don't think you'd notice that they've been off for, for four months, you know? Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, they had obviously a little two-week training camp to kind of get them back up to the speed. But I think, yeah, I do agree with that. It doesn't look like, from what I've seen, I haven't watched probably as much as I should have or could have but maybe uh two periods worth of the nine games or whatever that have been off but you know it looks seems a little crisp out there i did see montreal give up two shorthanded goals yesterday though so i don't know if they're just bad or what but (laughs) it's uh it's 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 interesting uh where we're going here so let's talk about what we're here for i mean we have Calgary. Let's talk first. Let's talk about Calgary, and then we can maybe talk bigger than that. Uh, let's talk about the Calgary series. What are some keys? Um, I mean, I think on paper they're they're pretty good matchup. Um, but I'll let you guys talk about that first. Liz, how do you see how do you see these teams matching up? Well. I don't know. Like I think of um, the classic this year when we played against them, and you know it's 
it, it almost gives me that vibe because it's a bit of a different game. Like, you know, the outdoor games are not the same and now they've been off for a little while. Like, it's a bit different. I know, obviously, you can talk about Kachuk and how that might be a bit of an issue for our decor. And you can talk about some of their handsy little guys that they have up front. Uh, I feel like it'll be a fun matchup, but I also admittedly am not a huge Calgary fan and haven't watched a ton of their games throughout the years unless they're playing against the Jets. So I'm not super familiar with uh, with the team, but uh, they got two good goaltenders, which is uh, always, you know, a bit of a bit of a hurdle to jump over. But how about you, Daniel? Um, yeah, I mean, the Flames, they seem to be a fast team from what I can remember. Um, and obviously in a short series like this, like Liz just mentioned, goaltending. You know, you're playing, you could be doing best three out of five. So over as soon as what's the earliest end date is next Tuesday, I believe. And that could go uh, up until next Thursday or Friday or whatever game five would be. But all it would take is one goalie to have uh, two or three really good games and it's over, right, either way. Um, so as as she mentioned, you know, Calgary has two probably starting quality-ish goalies. And of course, the Jets have uh, the Vesna uh, candidate uh, Connor Hellebuck so that that'll be there and then of course Calgary they have you know guys like Goudreau and stuff really fast which is kind of a weakness for the Jets is dealing with those kind of speedy players especially with their decor that we we uh, all know or anyone that watches as closely as some of us do that the uh, Jets decor is uh, probably not the best equipped to deal with such a fast attack if that's something that Calgary is able to achieve yeah, you have to wonder if that's see this is again and and we're not going to sit here and beat the, the Paul Maurice horse. But you have to think in a in a series like this where you're I think you you win the forward matchup, right? Pretty I wouldn't say easily, but I I think you you're a better team up front. They have uh two or three really good defensemen um and then two or three pretty good defensemen. Um, where we're thin, even though um, looking at the pairings the other day, I was like, okay, you know, if Morrissey can play like his old self, um, DeMello was was a good surprise, um, you know, maybe yeah, we're okay yeah. there. Yeah, I could I could see that too. And mentioning DeMello, I, they did a quick little feature on him on, I can't remember what I was watching, probably local news or whatever here, and, and his, uh, his media availability, he said he actually... When he came to Winnipeg, obviously they were playing some in the middle of some crazy stretch where I don't even think there was like a, an actual practice. So now he's mm-hmm. had a good uh, ten, whatever, however many days the the training camp was to kind of get into, you know, learning learning uh, his partner and learning some of the cues and stuff like that. So that's that'll make a, a difference for him too, because as we have seen or predicted, the mellow would be a, is is a good player. And once I think once he's able to learn how the Jets play that, that helps him immensely as well. But yeah, I do agree um, with you saying that Calgary probably has the better decor. I'm like, I'm not totally in tune with their entire roster, but, and we know, you know, the Jets uh, who's, who's going to be that, those, that fifth, sixth, uh, the third pairing kind of thing, right. And how much of a Teto do we see and stuff like that. So Stuff like that always will always come into play. It doesn't matter if you're playing a best of five or if you're playing game 32 of the regular season. It's always going to be up for debate, especially with this current team right now that the Jets are able to ice or 
the roster. Yeah, I think it comes down to, um, obviously, sadly, this is the only thing that's kind of shitty about hockey, to be frank, is that really, in the playoffs, it does come down to goaltending, right? Um, or goalies can steal series. Goalies can definitely cost you series. Um, I would say goal, goalies and coaching are the keys here because I think we could match up favorably again if we play the right system. Uh, maybe we open it up a little bit. Um, maybe that's not right, but that's what I feel uh, when you've got the firepower that I, I think we have. What is it? 520 goal scores. Um, yeah. You, you know, you, you want that. Special teams obviously play in, but I, I, I it's easy to say the Vesna candidate, the should be heart candidate is your, is your key, right? How do you guys feel? What uh, list do we have? And I say we, I know a lot of people don't like that. Do we have a chance to, to move on to the second round or to the real playoffs? I guess they are. I think at this point, anyone has a chance of moving on. So when you have a matchup that's as, I don't want to say close as ours, but could go either way kind of thing, I really think that they do have a chance. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, of course, but I, it's totally feasible, in my opinion, um, to move on. I don't think that anyone could really, really strongly say one way or the other um, and have facts to back that up. <laughs> right. Daniel? Yeah, and especially, like, especially with, with, like we just mentioned, we mentioned a few times already, uh, should be heart candidate Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, he was playing great up until March, whatever the last Jets game, March 11th or whatever the heck it was. He was he was playing great up to then, but now he's had four months off. What's he going to be like um, this upcoming Saturday, Saturday uh, 9:30 local time? What's what's he going to look like? You know, is he going to be able to put up that 9:30 save percentage or 9:20 that that will likely be needed to win? Like, are the, are these going to be more high scoring? Is every game going to be like 6-4, something like that? I think I would actually lean more towards having a high scoring game as as we often see at the start of a normal regular season you know the games are kind of a little more high scoring as as the guys get their feet back under them after a long summer so this mm-hmm. is an even longer time they've had off well not necessarily longer i guess if you're out of the playoffs you're done in april you're back in september so that's about four months i guess right four or five it's months off so yeah so it's about it's about a normal off season they're coming off of in using uh air quotes here but so you know, is is it going to be high-scoring games? Because I think the Jets can probably outgun Calgary in those shootout kind of games. Um, I think, obviously, as as we preach, as I definitely preach, is that the Jets just got to go all out on offense. I always say that. Just keep firing the puck. You know, get... Like, you have all these all these goal scorers. You've got to use them. You know, and that... And again, if you have the puck in the O zone, that means less time in the D zone. That's just basic basic hockey stuff right this isn't nothing nothing special and in, in a short best three out of five series it's a sprint this this is a sprint to get to the marathon right to get to the four out of sevens yeah so that's kind of where we're at now i mean it's the opening they could end up playing a good you know hopefully they do get you know maybe they do make it to round to round one of the playoffs and play against whoever whoever that matchup would be so i think they have a good chance um i don't think it'll be a sweep either way either i don't think either team's winning three in a row uh or sorry winning three in a row is possible i don't think the first three in a row will be won by the same team anyway so i right. think yeah it'll be pretty close it's funny Liz, you mentioned that it's a it's basically a crapshoot right um 
because it's a three out of five and there is no predicting it. It makes me think of when people predict regular series in the playoffs and they say, I think such and such team will win in seven games. It's like, how can you predict that? If you're predicting that it's going to seven games, you can't predict who's going to win that game. <laughs> like that's, I think that's one of the silliest things that these talking heads say. It's like, you want to say they're going to sweep them? Go ahead. But don't tell me a team's winning in seven because that's, that's an impossible prediction. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I think they've got a hope. Um, and I think it'll be fun. Either way, because it's short series and it's literally short, right? They play Saturday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, quick turnaround. So th- there's going to be energy from from the fans and uh, lots of talk, lots of hype. And what do you guys, I mean, again, we have no way to know. But let's say they move on. Do Does a team like Winnipeg, the ninth seed, have, have a hope in this? Liz, start, start with you. Oh, geez. I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm i always very optimistic when it comes to my teams. Like, as logical as I like to think I am, I'm always very convinced that my team is going to do the best and they're going to be fantastic and they're going to make it all the way kind of thing. Like, realistically, probably not. But I'm very, very convinced that it's anyone's game at this point. Like, I don't know. I, I think any of these teams that are in the top whatever percentile that made it into this playoff round type thing, whatever you want to call it, I think any of them could Obviously, some would be more of a surprise than others, but I don't think it's totally unrealistic to say that Winnipeg goes on to second, third round. Right. D, what do you think? I think um, I think these teams playing in the, the play-in round, these however many teams are participating, will actually have a slight advantage, even though all these all the other teams fighting for seeding are playing that little round-robin kind of tournament. I just think that intensity from the first round or from the qualifying, whatever you want to call it, round will carry over a little bit more than these teams that already know that they get to play in a best of seven series, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like these uh, these eight eight top teams, they they're kind of playing another few more exhibition games in build up, where whereas the Jets, the Jets, and all these other teams playing in the the qualifying round they know like they have to win three, they have to win at least three games to move on. Right. So I think that you maybe kind of figure your shit out quicker, which is always good as you figure it out, you build on it, build on it. Right. Whereas the teams playing in the round Robin, you know, maybe they're a little bit behind, even though they've had the two week training camp and the whatever, how many games they're playing in the round Robin three, I guess it would be right. So I think that kind of benefits the, qualifying round teams or it could go the other way and they're just absolutely beat up and get swept in in four games by whoever they play as the top seed right so and again always with the playoffs it's on goaltending you know any team in the league gets a hot goalie that's letting in one or two goals a game they have a very good chance of moving completely on as for the Jets specifically we know they can have very streaky goal goal scorers so if a couple of those guys get going you know, maybe they do have a good chance to maybe make it on beyond just the first round. And who, I'm trying to find a playoff tree here, but so we're looking at the teams are Vegas, St. Louis, Dallas, and Colorado. Is that correct? The top four seed? The the play-in round guys? Well, yeah, the, I think that's no, the, the, the round robin. Uh, I yeah, I can't find it right now. St. Louis, St. Louis oh, Colorado, right. Dallas, and Vegas. Yeah, St. Louis, Colorado, yeah. Dallas, Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. 
so let's just for fun who not even <laughs> would we have a chance to who so we play the highest seed that that coming out of the round robin uh we would play um who would you want to play for funsies um or for who would you like who do you think we have a better chance against of those four teams uh that's a good question um you know, I would like just for uh, for rivalry sake, uh, St. Louis again. That would be pretty fun. Um, they probably have a good chance against that. St. Louis again. Um, or Vegas. Vegas would be fun too, right? Get that uh, revenge from a couple of years ago. Um, Dallas, they don't seem to have much luck with this season, if I remember correctly. So, and Colorado is just I don't want to face McKinnon at all <laughs> ever. So. Yeah, it's tough to pick. Tough to pick an opponent, I guess, too, if yeah. I could pick one. But I think St. Louis might offer the best series out of the uh, four options. Jordan Bennington led in four goals yesterday, so maybe exactly. it would be a good against them. <laughs> there you go. Oh, Bennington. Yeah, that would you know that would be fun, and you know there. I think all four of the next possible opponents would definitely create fun. Like Colorado, I think every game we we play against them would be like seven six either way, right? It could be, yeah. Yeah, that's that's something that's possible. Like, I mean, of a hat trick in every game, probably, but... <laughs> <laughs> and do, you then, have a do you have a preferred opponent, opponent list? Uh, I, I don't know. Like, I would love more than anything in this whole world to stick it to Jordan Bennington. Like, I'm not even joking. That would be the best. But uh, I don't know if, I don't know, I find St. Louis kind of drab to watch play. I don't like them. I don't think it would be super fun. The only Jets game I went to this year was the beginning of December, and it was against Dallas, and we whooped them. So I feel like that might be kind of fun, and I find <laughs> Dallas kind of fun. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, definitely no to Colorado. That would be a big no for me. Don't uh, don't want to see that happening. But I would probably go with a, maybe maybe Dallas, just for fun. Okay. So we'll do one more question here. We're going to wrap up. Um, who just bold prediction who's going to play in the final I'll go first uh, I say it's going to be Toronto and Colorado in, Toronto. in the final I have a, I've been on them since Sheldon Keefe took over and I know they kind of whatever near the end uh, right before the uh, the break we'll call it but I think they're loaded and if Anderson gets anywhere close to last year, I don't think I don't think they could be stopped. Anyway, and we all know how we feel about Colorado. I think everybody's scared of them. Uh, obviously, their goaltending's a little bit of a maybe their only question mark. Who do you got? Either one of you? Mm, yeah, I didn't. You know, I never thought of Toronto like uh, as being. And I think actually they have a very difficult uh, first round or qualifying round matchup against a fully healthy Columbus team. So they might, you know, like you have them in the final, but they could end up losing the first round playing sure. a fully stacked Columbus team. But I do think if they make it past Columbus, that's that's a good point you had there. They are, like, they're loaded. Like, they're a full-spend team. They have all-stars everywhere, and good goaltending can get them there. But I will, uh, I will make my prediction looking at absolutely nothing. Exactly. Um, that's how we I do will, it. <laughs> that's how we do it. I kind of like... Um, like I just mentioned, Columbus. I think you know maybe maybe they get on that streak, get just you know Elvis Merzlikens or whatever the heck his name is, 
goes nuts again and posts a few shutouts. I'll take Columbus, and then I'll take... Um, I don't even know who, who are we taking here. Uh, I'll do, I'll do uh, Columbus and Dallas, I think. Dallas gets a few lucky breaks, gets a weak opponent, and, uh, and makes it to the final against Columbus. Let's get some All-American series. But I just thought one other thing. Wouldn't that be something, Toronto winning the Cup? as like the home team playing at Edmonton or something like that. Wouldn't that be fun? Well, I did tweet about that earlier. That <laughs> oh, <funny>. did you? <laughs> if it, no, but it'd be funny if the Jets won a playoff uh, series without the whiteout, right? <laughs> it's like <laughs> all this home ice advantage, and then we go ahead and win, with, and nobody can go see. Uh, all right, Liz, final word here. Who's playing in the oh, final? Well, I... I'm just going to go with something real bold here. I'm going to say Winnipeg and Columbus, oh, and I'm going to tell you why. Homer. I'm saying Winnipeg because because if I'm right, I'm going to be a hero. And also, if Mark Shifley <laughs> can play the way that he can play with a good Nick Ehlers and a good Patrick Laine, wouldn't that be fun to see? And then a Connor Hellbuck standing on his head as always. And Columbus, when you have your Merzlinkus, Corpusalo backup, duo going on there and some fun healthy guys and those two demons i think that would be super fun my two um you know favorite teams realistically it might be more of a toronto vegas kind of matchup but uh we're going winnipeg and columbus let's look at that awesome and best part is nobody listens and nobody's gonna hold us to it so (laughs) exactly say whatever we want and i'm gonna say the raptors and the clippers in the nba just you know, Raptors and Clip. That would be something. Oh my goodness. Could you imagine yeah. that? Wow. And no one would be there to see it. Um, <laughs> All right, I guys. Other, I got one other Go prediction before we wrap it up here. Sure. So I think the Jets, their first round, uh, they'll be up 2 1 in the series. Game four will go to overtime, and Ehlers scores his first ever playoff goal. It's going to take them that long to move him on. That because everyone's going to be riding him right into game four. Like like we like people have for the past two, uh, two times they've made the playoffs, and game four he's gonna score the the OT winner to move him on. All right. That's. And if the Jets don't win the cup, they're they're getting Lafreniere. That's the only way around. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll look good on our third line next year. Oh. <laughs> yeah, next to Eakin and freaking Bork oh, or something God. like that. Oh, <laughs> All right, guys, this was awesome. Uh, We kind of winged this, and I think it went really well. So uh, thank you very much. I'm Kurt Kielbach, and thank you for listening to the Jet-Centric Broadcast.